Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, welcome to Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Judy Como, listening to some great tunes this morning of Kyle Sinkuli. Love a lot of his music. Um, you can check out our website to hear some more of it. I'm here in a studio. The sun's shining through. It's not blistering hot outside. Yet. Say a prayer for my husband and all those folks who work outside and in attic and all of our AC guys, uh, just so blessed. We are such a people who live so comfortably, don't you think? Good morning, Judy. Good morning, Dennis. Indeed, it is nice to be in the AC, and we pray for all those people that do work outside because it's going to be a scorcher Absolutely, the next eight days. It's Texas. Yeah, it's starting starting today, as a matter of fact. I think today's Wednesday, yeah. So Also welcome our... Studio manager Thaddeus Romanski. Good morning, Thaddeus. Good morning, Judy. How's it and going? And I gotta say, I do love our new bumper music. It's it is awesome. really, really outstanding yes. stuff. Indeed. And Thanks. I loved our little chit chat about our uh, musical interests that we had before the show started. Um, always. I love me some music. Yeah. If you become an Immaculata Society member, you might get to find out what Dennis's favorite music is and how Judy spent the 1970s. That's it. <laughs> love me some music. So go to the website, sign up, redsearadio.org slash donate, become a monthly donor, and you can get those Red Sea extras, and you can get those little tidbits maybe about some of the Red Sea radio personalities. Who we are. Where did, we've been. I didn't know he was recording. What we've done. You know. You got to watch what you say in this studio. Thankfully, we can punch out something that we might not be so proud <laughs> of. But, I, you know, let's uh, be thankful that there's nothing in there that no, our listeners couldn't listen to. Yeah. Not, not too much. Not, not too much. much. Little jabbing here, there, everywhere. Uh, a little bit. It's all good. I want to welcome our listeners from uh, the Lorena Waco area with listening on KYAR 97.3. Our listeners from Palestine. I know it's Palestine. I never say Palestine. It's always Palestine. Palestine. But yesterday someone said it's Palestine, it and it's Texas. stuck in my ear. Palestine. Yeah. I, I never would have been tempted to say it the other way. The Holy Don't Land. be again. They're I on, won't. They're on KINF. Yes, they 107. are. 107.9. And here, 88.5 FM, KEDC. Listen to us. In the Brazos Valley, the yes. lower Brazos Valley, if it, if you might say that. So, yeah. It, and we know how to say Brazos. Not Brazos. No. Brazos. Brazos. Doesn't that hurt your ears when it you does. hear that? I know they're not from here when they say that, or Mexia. <laughs> Instead of Mejia, you know, those types of things. <laughs> Mexia. So, <laughs> so things are going very well. God is good all the time. All the time. Yes, the he time. is. Do you have an agenda on, on something? I always when, have an agenda. Can I jump in real quick before <laughs> we... Let's just say to, here in the lower Brazos Valley, <laughs> let's make sure we say hello this morning because we don't always say hello to, to all of them, but all of our listeners out in Hearn, out in Caldwell, 
my good friends out in Franklin. How about over in? You can get us in Milliken. Milliken. Yeah. North. North some of North our other, Zolch. Some of Snook. North Zolch. Snook. <laughs> Cook's Point. That's out by my house. Lots of places in the lower rise. Dime Box. Oh, man. we Old Dime Box. You're talking mm-hmm. about the small communities in the central Texas area. Mm-hmm. We'd be here all the rest of this yeah. time. Yeah. Very. Quite and, a few. And our area is growing. But we count on day. y'all, too. We love having y'all listening, too, and, and supporting the radio station, too. So we don't always remember to say hello to you, but we're saying hello to you this and morning. And I'm going to give a shout out to Penelope, Texas. Out Penelope, there. Texas. Yeah. My mom was born there. And Father Joe Keating, he is the pastor at the small church out there, as well as the pastor in Abbott, Texas, where Willie Nelson was born. That's kind of one of the what things there. What parish is that? Really? Uh, that's the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Awesome. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, Immaculate Heart of Mary Parish. So he just kind of spun the globe and landed on Penelope, well, he Texas called and, to shout out this No, morning. he called uh, yesterday, or no, he, he emailed a few days ago saying he wanted to update his station ID and also include Penelope, Texas, because we, uh, when we first started, we just included the Abbott Church, and we're like, yeah, let's give a shout out to, to Penelope. That's my mom's uh, birth town, so... Wonderful. Little known cool. fact. But so thanks. hello to everyone in Penelope, Texas, and over in Abbott, Texas Yeah, and, as well. and Father Joe Keating, thank you. I look forward to having a good conversation about my family that lives in that area. And yeah. My mom and roots. all my brothers and sisters were born in Hearn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Way to go. Well, it's good to, good to uh, be back here in the Brazos Valley in the uh, garage sale that we had planned coming up. August 4th, that was going to be a charity garage sale for the KJZT. Great garage sale. We've spoken about it before. It had to get postponed to a month later, tentatively going to be on Labor Day because of the facilities that we're going to have it in. We're not available because of some construction things that are going on during this, uh, the summer. And then all of a sudden school starts. Yeah. Puts so, the brakes on all of that. So uh, we're going to have a meeting about that tonight, and we will let you know on our website and in future promo spots. But we're looking it to be on September 3rd for our KJZT garage sale. A lot of the people in the Central Texas area know that KJZT, well, they'll know what it stands for in in Czech, but it it stands for the Family Fraternal, Czech Family Fraternal of Texas. You did a great interview uh, with Liz Zamonic for our community showcase. Gosh, yep. I don't know how long ago that yeah, was, that a couple was, of months ago. Yeah, it was. And great um, great, uh, great information on what KJZT does and um, just a great organization, great fraternal organization. And they, they give us a good donation every year from this garage sale. We, we thank God for that. Yeah, and it's a great community builder to be a part of just helping it and helping it get mm-hmm. uh, set up and all yeah, of that. So indeed. a lot of work, though. Yeah, so you'll go to our website, click on the garage sale link. I'll, I'll finish updating that because the information is very fresh to us. But uh, look for ways that you can volunteer, ways that you can donate, because we're going to need all that setting up and, and preparing and running that garage sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dennis, um, let's talk a little bit about our Catholicism series that's going on over at St. Anthony's. You, uh, mm-hmm. We've got some great... Uh, spots throughout the day uh, to invite people, but uh, last week we had our kickoff, and uh, Dennis and I had are, a pretty good good show up. Yeah, we yeah. did. Sixty we did. people Dennis were there. Dennis and I are uh, table leaders, and we just had some great uh, conversation. Um, you want to had a wonderful non-Catholic lady at our table yes, that was was inquiring into 
what's up with this Catholicism? And she really uh, had a lot of information thrown out at her from that video and looked um, not overwhelmed, but just looked awed by everything that she did not know yet. And a lot of a lot of us there that are cradle Catholics are learning new things as well. And and it's it's a great um, event. St. Anthony's always has great food and fellowship beforehand, <laughs> thanks to you, Judy Como. Oh, well. And, uh, you know, great, great fellowship, and then a great discussion after an incredible video. So what, we have one coming up. What's the title of that video? It's uh, Happy Are We, The Teachings of Jesus. It's uh, the Catholicism series by now Bishop Robert Barron. It's been around for a while, but um, it, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are in your faith life, and when you watch these videos— it's about 50 minutes. Yeah. Um, he, uh, last week, took us through uh, the Holy Land, different spots, uh, talked about— um, He talked about what a rebel Jesus yeah. was during his time. Yeah. And just trying to implement, in, in I guess, input at, that into our day today, what would Jesus look like today as a rebel? It, it would be—he'd be pretty scandalous to some people's eyes. So, yeah, I guess yeah. that's what got him killed, that in our sins. Whenever um, someone talks about, you know, what if Jesus walked in this room right now? It always reminds me. Do you remember the movie uh, "Oh God" with uh, uh, George, George Burns, Burns. and yeah. John Denver? <laughs> it was a hilarious movie. I loved it. Um, so they. This is also a little something from the 1970s in Judy's <laughs> life. So exactly a little preview. right. But uh, uh, George Burns shuffles up in the courtroom. They have him on trial, and he. Uh, puts his hand on the Bible, and he says, so help me, me. <laughs> so help me, me. I, I've but, uh, only seen portions of that oh, show. Oh, it's a, it's a great little flick. But uh, anyway, so our listeners uh, here locally, wow, wouldn't it be something if someone from Waco thought, I think I'm going to drive on over to St. Anthony's in Bryan tomorrow little, on Thursday, tomorrow night. A little hospitality night. from yeah, our come on over. lower We're Brazos gonna, Valley. We have a meal that starts at 530, and then we watch the DVD and have some small group discussions. And uh, we would just be really happy if anybody would join us. Doesn't as matter it, if you can come next week. Yeah, as I said on the spot, come come to one or come to them all. Doesn't matter if you're Catholic. Doesn't matter if you're a parishioner at St. Anthony's. Everyone is welcome. Absolutely. So, we yeah. have um, a wonderful anniversary to celebrate today. Uh, thank you to my Facebook that shared a memory that five years ago today— Planned Parenthood announced its closing here locally. And Hallelujah. Yep. Yes. Amen to that. What an amazing part of history to, to witness. Mm-hmm. And Waco, we're looking forward to celebrating when we close yours. They had a new one that started up just recently. So very embattled, but I, I know uh, John Pashada and the Gray Group and at, at Pro-Life Waco are doing some amazing Amazing work up there. So, um, yeah, just stay tuned to all their activities. We look forward to celebrating the shutdown of your yeah. facility. There. They actually announced uh, two other closings at that press release. Uh, one was in Huntsville, and gosh, I can't remember the I other one, remember. but three three Planned Parenthoods. Uh, the press release was, it was very fascinating because it certainly had quotes from uh, Abby Johnson, former Planned Parenthood worker, Mm-hmm. Um, David B. Wright, certainly integral in the 40 Days for Life campaign that started here in Bryan and College Station, um, yep. newly joined the Catholic Church. I know the Easter Vigil's been a while, but it's still just so exciting. Yeah, he's still a baby that, Catholic. Uh, yes, 
I think he was on the journey home. He was. He's going to be on our airwaves, um, actually Thursday, EWTN at noon, I believe, and then on our airwaves in the lower Brazos Valley in the central, well, all over our network. It's going to be on on Sunday at 4 p.m. and then Monday at 11 a.m. So you'll get to hear David and Margaret B. Wright give an incredible testimony. I watched their their show and it was quite enjoyable. Yeah. It's awesome. Yep. It's awesome. Yep. Well, um, coming up after the break, uh, we have a recorded interview of a good friend of mine, a wonderful story of conversion, a, a young conversion, uh, Brandon Pice, mm-hmm. graduate from Bryan High, uh, was a member of our uh, youth group at St. Anthony's is where we met, and he tells his story of uh, that being a turning point in his life. And, uh, you know, our story, that's mm-hmm. what's so important um, as we are called to discipleship. Uh, things like the Catholicism series that we're participating in, um, our story of why we do what we do is is compelling and important. Uh, that's what evangelization and uh, discipleship is all about. So uh, we're going to be listening to that interview. Fine young man. Mm-hmm. Fine young man. I think he did he didn't he work with Anthony at yeah the Pines. Yeah, he did for for a little bit of time. And just Brandon, just amazing um, to to watch him grow. It was very nice to see. Uh, very humble. Very. Um, I'm sure he's not like this all the time, but just very can be very quiet at sometimes, and other times not so much. He is pure energy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but just very humble. You know, yeah, very so, genuine. Uh, stick person. with us after after the break. Uh, it's it's a very very yeah. compelling um, little uh, celebration mm-hmm. uh, for my husband and myself. We celebrated Happy our 28th anniversary. Uh, anniversary this past weekend, and yeah. uh, we've got 25 coming up. You do. Yeah, and what's y'all? The twenty fourth. Yeah, you talked a little bit about that. Yeah, thanks last be to week God. And uh, thanks be to God. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, went to mass at St. Louis Cathedral in Jackson Square in New Orleans mm-hmm. last year, last weekend. Um, they're celebrating and during communion was probably not as reverent as I could have been because out of the corner of my eye I saw a Texas A and M T shirt and it was someone <laughs> from Bryan College Station and then maybe. Twenty people later, I saw another couple that oh, I wow. knew Small from world. Collins Station. Yeah, but I'd still hate to paint it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not that small. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase before. Oh, stick with me, Dennis. Oh, I, I have so much useless knowledge. I've heard that most of have. your phrases, but not that one yet. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I want to know all your phrases, Judy Como. Well, sometimes you you hear at the same time I do. <laughs> Do you have other things on your list? Because I have one thing that I'd like to cover. Go for it. So we are, uh, we haven't mentioned this in a while in our airwaves, and uh, we are in a uh, kind of a push to get our network uh, viable financially. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for monthly donations. So if you are out there listening and you've been touched by Red Sea Catholic Radio in one way or another, I mean, Father Joe Keating was so gracious to let us know that so many people in his parish in Abbott are integrating it into their daily lives and are listening and learning so much. It's always, always great to hear that from a priest um, and that he thanked us for our ministry. If you have been humbled and, and, and honored by what you've learned on Red Sea Catholic Radio, we are too, but we humble ourselves to ask you to consider becoming a monthly donor 
I mean, if you can't become a monthly donor, even if it's five, ten dollars a month, uh, one-time donations are always welcomed. But we're looking to get our monthly donorship up to our operational level, so we can have a steady means of operation, steady means of of income, so that we know what's coming in, and so we don't have to fundraise as often. And so this is our way of fundraising is on the breaks. We have announcements of what we've got as a balance on our monthly operations. Currently, we're at 2600 We were at 3500 which is a great, that's that's an incredible, incredible, without, without doing any sort of a radiothon or anything of interrupting programming, we're going on our regular breaks telling people that we have a need. And so we humbly ask anybody that's listening that isn't giving, on a monthly basis, or possibly uh, would like to increase their amount even by just a little bit, go to redsearadio.org forward slash donate, or on our main page, you can just click on that donate button and you click on monthly recurring there and it'll enable you to uh, set up a monthly uh, a monthly donation yeah, to Red Sea and, Catholic Radio. Uh, Thaddeus mentioned the Immaculata Society. That has been a real uh, gift to me. Um, I grew mm-hmm. up and uh, started <laughs> donating monthly electronically. Um, Thank you. It took me a little while to move into the electronic part of it. But uh, <laughs> b- when you do that, it's helpful. Even if you're already donating, however you donate, but if you switch over to doing the electronic monthly right. donation, you become a member of the Immaculate, yeah, Immaculate, Immaculate. Society. And um, you get a lot of, uh, you get an email. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has uh, the showcase and the extras, uh, sh- uh, Red Sea Roundup Extra. We send out quarterly newsletters of what's going on, some mm-hmm. behind the scenes, and uh, got some events You know what I like up. the most about it? What's is that? that when I get that email to say that a Mass is being said for us. We do. We have Masses that are said from around our listening area one time per month for all our members of our Immaculata Society. And so... We just want y'all to know we're we're thanking God for you. We thank God for all our donors, in fact. Yes. But those that are automatic monthlies of any amount qualify for our Immaculata Society, and so we're trying to raise that, and we're trying to get $2,600 more per month to help us maintain our financial stability. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, 100 people at $26 a month, and it would be covered. And I Boom. know... I know we cover a lot of people, and we've got a lot of people that are telling us every day they're listening, they put their bumper magnets on their car, mm-hmm. and um, it's a great way to evangelize. Hey, Dennis, hey. I'm going to up my monthly oh. donation by $26 right oh. now today. I'm gonna, Thanks, so Judy. we only need 99 more people to That's do amazing. that. That's amazing. We broke 2,600, folks. Thank yeah. you, Judy. Thank you, Keith. So Man, thanks be to God. Oh, I'm so honored. Maybe somebody listening in will... Uh, Accept that as a challenge, but uh, $26 challenge. Yeah, I bet I better do that real quickly. Um, story from around here that uh, law off law enforcement officer here in town, yes, uh, searching around for something to listen to on the radio, and he came across our station, started okay. listening. Uh, he and his wife were both non Catholic Christians. Uh-huh. They kept listening. He kept talking to her. They started having conversations. They went to the Catholic Answers Conference last really? year. Man. They're coming into the church. Man. Through St. Mary's. Really? Thanks be to God. Oh, praise We be. started it. Wow. God started it through us. Because we have a radio station here. Not not just... So this isn't podcast that this guy was listening to. This wasn't yeah. be, 
he was searching around on the web, it's because he was in his patrol car. He needed something to listen to on the radio. We're here. Live and local. We made a difference in somebody's life. So support us. Make a difference in someone's life. You, our donors, make that difference. Thanks wow. be to God. I didn't know about that one yet. So, wow, I'm getting chills right here on That's the air. That's awesome. Great. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Well, I'm looking forward to that incredible interview with Brandon Pice coming up. Sounds good. Stick with us. Red Sea Roundup. Well, good morning and welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Judy Como, and I'm just welcoming all of our listeners all across our listening area here locally in Bryan College Station, 88.5. Listeners in, help me out here, Thaddeus. We're just getting so big, I can't keep up with where we're listening and what we're listening to. Yeah, so that's... Well, good morning, Judy, and we're also, you know, being broadcast to our lovely listeners in Waco on KYAR 98.3, and we're coming to our folks in Palestine, Texas, KINF 107.9. We are so happy to be with all of y'all, and we thank you for all of your support, and I think we've got a, a neat guest lined up. Yes, we this do. Morning. So I want to introduce our listeners to my friend, Brandon Pice. Brandon, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Oh, and we're doing great. I'm just so excited. Uh, we have had to jump through a few hoops to get this interview on, but uh, for our listeners' sake, uh, I'd like you to know my version of who Brandon Pice is. Uh he came to, I met him on a Sunday morning, bright and early uh, in February. Uh, I think he was a freshman in high school at that time. And uh, his good friend, Autumn Courthanke, invited him to come and help at our St. Anthony's spaghetti dinner. And uh, somehow we worked his fingers to the bone, but he kept on coming. <laughs> uh and I, I just want to let our listeners hear this wonderful story of conversion and uh, evangelization and discipleship. Um, I was involved in the, the spaghetti dinner, but was also uh, a part of youth ministry at St. Anthony's. I still am. But uh, so, Brandon, that was our first time to meet. So, um Help our listeners know a little bit of your your childhood and what brought us to that day, and then we'll kind of move on in your timeline after that. Well, absolutely. Well, um, thank you for the introduction. Yeah, uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. Honestly, <laughs> what a great time. Uh, but but kind of like you were saying, um, you hit a little bit on it about the conversion part. So so I grew up not. Not really Catholic. The only time I'd ever gone to a Catholic Mass was, was with my grandma, just kind of 
typical story of, of religious parents that, that not necessarily practice their faith. And so, so growing up, it, it was something that, that I didn't really know. I, I never really had encountered the Lord, I would say, or had a relationship like that. And so, so when it came time to, you know, coming to a youth group, helping out in that way, I did it just because it was fun, just because uh, my friends were there. And, and you know, it turns out that, that there's so much more to it. Yes. Uh, you had received your, uh, you were baptized and received your first communion at that time, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was around that time. I had, I'd been baptized when I was like 12 by, by my grandma, as so I was saying, just what a, what a spiritual rock in my life, honestly. Oh, praise God I for our grandmas, I can tell you. Is she still here? Yeah, she's still she's still with us. She's still. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, um, f- from my uh, memory at that time, you started coming to youth group, and um, Autumn was also working towards being confirmed at that time, correct? Uh, it, it was close to that time, yeah. I was... I was actually like a sophomore um, in in high school, so so I was like 16. It had been you know a good like four years since I, since I had legitimately been to a Catholic mass. To, yeah. So, um, like <clears throat> kind of tell us a little bit about that time you started coming to youth group and uh, being invited to go to masses. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first and foremost, I guess I just want to thank you folks, the the parish of St. Anthony's, and, and really just the the community uh, of uh, just the Diocese of Austin and the churches there in Bryan College Station, because anywhere we went, you know, I felt right at home, whether we were at St. Anthony's, whether we were hanging out with the people at St. Joseph's um, and their youth group and whatnot. Uh, everybody was just so welcoming and inviting, and, and you know, despite not being... Um, per se, religious or even so much devoted to the Catholic faith, what drew me in was just that, that fellowship that, that I grew with all these people. And, and that, that's a really great experience. That's something that's so encouraging to see. Right. Well, um, <clears throat> at the time, uh, because of your age and your grade, uh, St. Anthony's quotation marks required you to go through RCIA rather than joining in the confirmation program within the youth group, correct? Yeah, I was a little I was a little late to the to the party, but <laughs> luckily, you know, they were more than than happy to have me in the RCIA group, which is just another, you know, beautiful tale in its story to to actually dive in deeper to my Catholic faith. I mean, I just uh, uh RCIA, I owe so much to it just what I love about our faith um, and, and the knowledge that you can learn and the appreciation that you can have for it. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Um, I kind of jokingly say I went, I uh, was helping with RCIA for many years when my kids were young and as they got older uh, and the requirements of the evenings and things like that, uh, my husband Keith and I uh, started alternating with RCIA, and we so long for that time. And I, I say now that when I grow up, I'll go back to being a part of RCIA. But I don't know about this growing up thing. It, it doesn't seem yeah. to happen to me very much. So uh, can you share a little bit with our listeners about your RCIA experience? Yeah, I sure can. So so it was at the same parish that, that I visited. I had gone to that youth group at um, St. Anthony's over in Bryan. And 
Um, it was different, to say uh, the least. It was, it was, I guess, the first time I was learning about Catholic uh, theology. I was learning about um, the history of our church and and the experiences that we all share, you know, as a part of being the mystical body of Christ, what exactly the Eucharist is. And and something I feel like a lot of people don't understand is that, that when you don't grow up in in like a faithful household, you, you tend to um, not really understand a lot of these concepts. I remember we talked about um, the crucifixion into like detail, and, and there was just the smallest of details that, that I honestly had no idea that I, I didn't know. You know, like I didn't know where Jesus was crucified, um, who Pontius Pilate was. I, I, these just minuscule details that I feel like we take for granted, but 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 these people, including myself, you know, we had no idea. But they're just so nice, so so helpful with allowing us to to encounter the Lord um, through just like biblical studies um, and, and also the teachings of our church. Oh, I couldn't agree more with you. Uh, even. We're both just blurting out RCIA, so I, I do want to, for our listeners, um, that stands for Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults. And uh, just like you spoke of, I think so many times in our faith, we assume everybody knows what we're talking about. Okay, it's oh, Lent. Yeah. Uh, we have Stations of the Cross. And if you didn't grow up with that devotion, you're kind of like... Oh, what is that? And um, yeah. when you and what's um, is fascinating uh, to me is while Brandon was going to RCIA, then he would come to youth group, and a lot of times we'd be studying some of the same things, and he could sh- he would share his perspective with this wide-eyed wonder and excitement, um, <laughs> and it was it just really. It, we supported him. He supported us. There were times when the RCIA would be offer up a prayer intention for our youth group. Meantime, the youth group, we would be praying for Brandon and, and everyone going through the RCIA program um, as you traveled through that nine months of formation, for lack of a better word. Um, and, uh, side story, interesting, fun fact, uh, for our listeners, uh, our St. Anthony's youth group every year during Easter, during Lent, we're preparing for our live stations of the cross. The stations of the cross is a devotion that helps us focus on the, the journey that Christ took on the road to the cross. And, um, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience with uh, with the Stations of the Cross through the years that you were uh, in youth group. Oh, I'm. I mean, I love it. I couldn't give it nearly as much praise as it deserves. Um, I, I obviously we're not the only youth group that that does it, but I just wish that every youth group did it or, or had some variation of it, just because of what it means to those people. I've experienced it firsthand. So the first time um, we did it was roughly the first, like around the time that I was just starting to go to the youth group. So I wanted to help out. I remember uh, I took a, a took a role of sorts um, for our reenactment as John. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. Like I said, <laughs> I, I had 
I really didn't know much about the Catholic faith at the time, really just the um, story of Jesus and his crucifixion and so on. Therefore, I just kind of went with it. Um, but it was so impactful to see that we had taken all that time, that, that all those people joined us in taking all of those steps around, you know, around their community, around their neighborhood. And just the sheer passion that um, these students exhibit, you know. Um, yeah, for, for our listeners, it. we, um, on Good Friday, um, the reenactment of the Stations of the Cross begins inside our church and uh, the first station. And then we move outside. We have a, a, a trailer with our band. So we have lot, uh, sound, amplified sound for the narrators and the uh, we go on about a three mile procession through the neighborhood around our St. Anthony's church in North Bryan and stop along the way. And it's, uh, it's so amazing to see someone walking barefooted, carrying the cross, portraying Jesus and people come out of their houses. They're, you know, right there in their yards. Uh, there's, usually around 100 people or more, and um, we've it's just such a blessing and an outreach um, to our community. So, um, and that first year that you were uh, portrayed uh, the Apostle John, and then um, you were confirmed at the Easter Vigil, correct? No, you were confirmed here at St. Mary's. Uh, yeah, I was, so I was confirmed in St. Mary's by, by the next year. Yeah. Oh, okay. At the Easter Vigil, yeah. So it still took me a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And um, the next year is when you portrayed Jesus, correct? Yeah, I sure did. Um, it just meant so much to me, actually knowing the story and actually and having encountered my own Catholic faith that, that I felt called to that right. personal role. Yeah. Um, um, there's usually a, you know, changing, uh, very seldom does someone uh, portray Jesus two years in a row. We have had a couple of years, and the next year when we were having our discernment, I remember uh, talking to you, and you were just saying, I just don't think emotionally I could do it again. <laughs> I, I do remember that. And so um, <clears throat> Brandon continued to participate in youth group. He pardon me, <clears throat> started taking on some uh, leadership within the youth group, doing some peer ministry, um, would give a testimony. Um, at the time also, uh, like like he said, you said earlier, you uh, did some things with St. Joseph's youth group, and um, we also started uh, participating in Ablaze Ministries Evenings of Encounter. Um, yes, yeah. I did. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about your experience with that and uh yeah so so it already it, it all kind of started just helping out at the um the the like middle school youth group that we had there at St. Anthony right and just from from the people that that we knew and and the staff that was there just kind of giving me you know my foot in the door so to speak uh like small roles but any way that I could help these kids encounter the Lord, I was willing to take it. Yeah. And then 
when I was asked to help out with these encounter events that we had in the form of um, the prayer teams, I was shocked at first because um, just becoming, you know, like a recently confirmed Catholic, uh, my prayer life was pretty strong, but but it wasn't there established for months and months, you know, it was mm-hmm. uh, just a couple couple months there. But, but what I realized is that I, I love to pray. I feel like the Lord has given me a great gift in prayer and finding the right words to deliver and um, more, more so to use me as his vessel to use the right words to deliver those, to those people. Yeah, absolutely. So an evening of encounter uh, for our listeners is a uh, evening of adoration, praise and worship, and the opportunity to uh, have prayer teams come and be prayed with and for. And um, one of my first times being a part of it, you and I were prayer partners together, and that was such a great gift to me uh, for us to... Just to see your uh, spiritual growth over that time. And so uh, this brings us uh, to about the time that you graduated from high school, correct? It sure does. Yeah. And um, you knew, tell us about um, going to Texas State where you are now and kind of how that transitioned uh, spiritually and um, how, how you grew after getting to college. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, Judy. Like you were saying, uh, I do go to Texas State over in San Marcos, which which is a, a bit ways away from Aggieland. <laughs> but um, something I realized was that uh, I knew the community so well over um, at St. Mary's uh, in Texas A&M. They're all just super nice people who are willing to work with our youth groups. You know, I had known some of the students, some of the staff. Uh, and it was just a, a place that I was really starting to get comfortable in. And I, and I don't want to make that sound like a bad word, but, but sometimes for me it is uh, because it can be interchangeable with, with a sense of complacency, you know, that like, oh, I'm good. I don't need to work on my prayer life more. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go out and do, do further things, you know. Um, go out and, and truly seek, you know, what the Lord has planned for me. And, and I quickly realized that, and so obviously um, there's other reasons that, that I came to Texas State, uh, the great education program that I'm studying to be a teacher for, mm-hmm. and um, all of that. But when it came to the spiritual aspects, I came in with a sense of, oh, I have all these great tools, let me help this community that you know isn't nearly <laughs> as famous. Go ahead. Let me... Um, <laughs> yeah, let me just, I don't know, do what I can. Uh, but when I came, I was just in for a shock. It's it's a small little church. Our Lady of Wisdom is our um, parish here at the university. And while it may be small, it's just so filled with faith. And I, um, the, what made me chuckle at you were like, let me, let me see what I can do for them. And which has been the words on my mind and my lips so many times in my life. And uh, the Lord says, just wait, I'm about to let you know what they can do for you. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You're exactly right, Judy Como. I mean, this place, 
has taught me so much. I'm so grateful. Well, who was the pastor? Was it Father Will Stratton when you got there? Uh, so by the time I got here, and I feel, I think Father Will had already left. Okay. And for the life of me, I can't. Was it Father remember. David Trahan? There you go. Yeah. Father David Trahan, yeah. Right, um, right. Uh, awesome. So uh, you started getting uh, involved in the parish when you got there? Um, well, I I started coming to the church, and, and there was a lot of like Welcome Week events, a lot of things that, that they were doing for us. Um, as far as just uh, making you feel included, uh, but to be honest, it was just a new environment. The first time I'd ever lived away from home. Mm-hmm. So so while Mass is still, you know, an option there, which um, obviously is like the reason we have our faith, like that, that fellowship and that community is also something that, that I feel like we naturally crave. And, and so I wasn't really feeling it on, until I met um, some, some of like the programs that we have here at Texas State. Okay. Can you tell us about those programs? I guess what uh, I, what yeah. I'm hoping uh, to accomplish uh, is that students who are seeking out their next year of college or parents who are listening that, hey, my daughter's going to go there next fall, um, some ways to get plugged in that you can kind of help facilitate some of what you experienced for other uh, college uh, students coming for the first time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and that's a great mission to accomplish, right? And, and I think the most valuable lesson that anybody can learn, whether it's their situation, whether it's the situation of, of you know, their future students, their kids, uh, is that there needs to be a desire there, right? If it's where the Lord calls us to, then, then he's not going to do it, you know, by force. He's a perfect gentleman. He mm-hmm. won't force us to do anything, but rather he'll, he'll give us a desire, the want to to be in something. And, and so I looked around, we have a beautiful Catholic um, service fraternities and sororities here. And, and I thought about um, doing that, but, but it's just something that wasn't calling to me. And, and what I love is that they are so open to that sense of trial and error. You know, they're college students too. And so they understand that, that not everything is going to be for everybody. And so um, we have a wonderful focus program here. Oh, yes, but, that is so awesome. I interviewed a couple of focus ministers here on the Texas A&M campus, and what a gift they are. Yeah, they sure are. It takes um, courage, a lot of dedication to, you know, go through those years of college where you're trying to figure this stuff out for yourself, and then for them to want to return and say, you know, let me help you now. Let me help these freshmen. Um these transfer students, whoever it may be, if you haven't had a faith life in a while, like they have that desire to help um, all missionaries, which is great. So there's that sense of when you come into a new school, when you come to college, you know, whether you're 18 or you're 38, just the fact that there's people who have a genuine desire to want to help you encounter your faith even more. Wow, that's wonderful. Um I'd like you to share a little bit. I know that you uh, were a um, 
whatever it is. I know you went to the Pines. I don't really know what your uh, responsibilities were there. Uh, So give us a little insight into being a uh, camp counselor or at the Pines last summer. Of course. Yeah. So for those who don't know, the Pines Catholic Camp is one of the largest Catholic camps um, in the United States. And luckily we have it here in Texas. Um, And it's a wonderful experience. They they just care so much about genuinely allowing these kids to encounter the Lord. Um, and so reaching the, the end of my first year at, at Texas State, uh, I didn't really have any plans for the summer. And everybody here is just so big and so helpful. And something that I'm grateful for is just how committed they are to making sure that we are all keeping our spiritual lives intact while we're apart from each other, while we're all doing a separate thing in the summer. And so that's kind of around the time that I heard about the Pines, friends that were so excited to be counselors there. And I figured, why not apply? Um, So I did, I had the interview, and the more we talked about it, just the more exciting it sounded. And once I got there, just increased that by tenfold. You know, actually seeing the environment that these kids were going to have fun, but also experience the Lord. It was, it was humbling to say the least. Um, to be a camp counselor, I think the biggest struggle is uh, the schedule. You know, I've just uh, I've heard. I know it's just weeks and weeks without a day off, and um, a lot of go 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 day in and day out, but uh, I can only imagine um, the energy that you receive, not only from the teens, but the blessings of the Lord helping you through that day to day. Um, And would you think that uh, that's going to be a really good um, experience to help you when you go on to be teaching? I don't know what your uh, desire, uh, do you plan to teach in public school? Um, What what grades are you... thinking about Mm -hmm. yeah so um i guess like the trigger word in that uh, sentence is desire right Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah it really opens your eyes to what you genuinely want to do because kind of like you were saying as being a camp counselor the day in and day out of of long hours it can be strenuous and you know the weekends and you're like oh this next group of kids is coming tomorrow right how am i going to deal with that but then as soon as they're there, you know, you have the desire, you have that want. You're like, no, I'm not going to just push through it. I'm going to do this with a smile on my face because it's, it's what I want to do. Yeah. And, and yeah, the Pines is probably, uh, the Pines Catholic Camp is probably the place that I was most sure about my career choice as far as um, becoming an educator. I would love to work in uh, public schools. I'd love to work with high school students. Middle, middle school students, just kind of around that time where you can separate, you know, who's being taken care of at home from those who maybe aren't getting the support from their parents, mm-hmm. maybe those who aren't getting the support financially, and just realizing uh, or helping them realize that there are some people that have a genuine desire to help them in that situation. That's wonderful. Um, I want to devote the rest of our time in this interview uh, for you to talk about uh, the community that you now live with and how the 
the calling to be a part of a community. What is a community? And tell us about your community in particular. Uh, no, absolutely. Thank you. And um, so the community that I, I most associate myself with here at um, in San Marcos and Our Lady of Wisdom is uh, the campus formation ministries that I'm a part of that's called St. Paul's Outreach, SPO for short. And what it is, it's just campus ministries nationwide. They have chapters all around stretching from Ohio to down here in Texas. And it's faith building and fellowship building through um, households and intentional prayer. Uh, now, what I mean by households is that we legitimately live in houses together. Obviously, you don't have to live in a house to be a part of the community. I wasn't when I started um, talking to these guys, but just realizing how much it meant to them, how much not only being a part of the Catholic faith, but being part of this um, niche group, you know, uh, this group of brothers meant to these guys. I decided to join the men's household for SBO, and and I'm, I'm happier for it. We we wake up every morning and we pray together. We we find time to eat meals together during the week, um, and and it's just a sense of having um, a house, a big house of of ten other guys, keeping you accountable, and making sure that you feel that you can do this, that you can um, continue your faith life, that you can continue going through school and not be so stressed. And so I I just have an invaluable community here. I, I thank the world for them for making me a better man. Um and and kind of how we've just been going back to uh for a lot of this interview is that desire, you know, I felt like they had a want to to change me. Something that, that drew me was one of their missionaries the first time we met. Uh, we were talking, and I told them my whole story. And, and you know, usually <laughs> when when a cradle Catholic hears, you know, like, oh, I was just so inspired by the faith, I, I converted, and, and they hear that conversion story. They, ju- they just eat it up, you know, they love it. <laughs> there. Well, that's the whole point of having you here on the program today, uh, Brandon, is because we all need to tell our stories. We need to... Um, be prepared when someone says, why do you even go to church? We need to know, we need to be able to lovingly eloquate why receiving the Eucharist is so important to us. When someone sees, you know, you have a Bible in your vehicle every time I see you, what's that all about? You know, being able to tell what the Word of God means, I can read this and I can be inspired. I, there's uh, something in there for whatever category you, you'd be going through, happy, joy, glad, mad. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. all there in the Bible. And our, and our story and our presence to people, that's evangelization. Absolutely. I, I think you hit, it, hit the nail right on the head. I mean... And just kind of how, how Jesus says to his apostles, you know, those who have seen me have seen the Father. I think um, as, you know, a Catholic man, but also just a Catholic student at a university that um, 
that just brings people from all walks of life, all denominations, religions or not together. The best thing that I can do for this campus is reach a point where I tell those that those I meet that those who have seen me have seen what Jesus is like, you know, mm-hmm. what our faith is like to attempt to emulate, you know, the best I can. Of course, I'm not saying I'm an expert. I do have my mistakes, but but to the best of my abilities, help these people realize what a genuine um, life for a young adult um, living his faith can look like. Can look like, yes. Um, So if someone uh, knows that they're going to be on campus next year and have heard or listening to this uh, interview, um, let's give some uh, opportunities for uh, a young Catholic to get plugged in over there at at Our Lady of of Wisdom. And um, shout out to Deacon uh, Deacon Craig. He'll always be Deacon Craig to me because he was a transitional deacon at the time at St. Anthony's, probably during some of the time that we're talking about during youth group. But your pastor, Father Craig DeYoung. Yeah, Father Craig DeYoung is just an absolute powerhouse over here. I think he definitely understands how to reach college students. Um, and reminded did I did I see did he take a beard challenge or something? I noticed that his three day growth <laughs> beard grew to like a a man beard. Over was he <laughs> there a reason behind him growing his beard longer? <laughs> uh, no, I think he liked it. I, I, he just kept it. Maybe people just kept referring to him as Deacon Craig, and he had to establish <laughs> himself as Father Craig now, right? <laughs> So um, no, but he does a great job here, and and another organization that I'm a part of that that I love to shout out is our ambassadors program. So um, Our Lady of Wisdom, when once you come to Texas State, you know for those who are interested, those who want to come visit, those who are already enrolled, uh, you just once once you come through our doors, there's always going to be somebody at the desk, and and you ask them about the ambassadors. And they'll tell you, we have our sign there. It's a program that I kind of helped um, bring up last year. And, and this year, we are just so dedicated to making sure that people are um, feel invited. And that's kind of, as a lead ambassador for our church, that's my goal for our group is to help our community feel invited. Because we're, we're Catholic students. We are... Uh, we have our own um, chapel, uh, but we're also a student center, and, and I want people to feel invited to, to come in, to, to do their homework if they want to, to eat a snack, use our kitchen, take up on our couch, um, and help them realize that there are students here who not only have a desire to live out their Catholic faith, but a desire to encounter them and help them. And that's exactly what what our ambassadors program is meant to to produce here. Wow. Well, Brandon, uh, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy day for us to uh, record this interview. As I knew it would, our time has just flown by. I'm just so grateful for your friendship and this opportunity for us to to reconnect and. Um, going to ask you to pray for me, pray for Keith and I as we're Absolutely. continuing in the uh, 
formation to become a deacon in the Austin Diocese, and uh, I hope that we have an opportunity to be face-to-face somewhere at some time so we can uh, continue to catch up and support each other and know that we'll be praying for you and for the all your your ambassadors and the St. Paul outreach there at Our Lady of Wisdom Chapel on Texas State. And um, just thank you so much for being here. Yeah, no, thank you for this wonderful opportunity. All right. God bless you. Thank you to our listeners. God bless you.